0: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co.
1: Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing, fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up.
2: Hey guys, welcome in to episode 10 of Coffee and Shell. I am your host, Cameron No Sleeves Halbert, joined by my co host, Kesso Paguni. And as always, we started the episode.
1: Kesso, tell me about your weekend. What are you up to? Uh, dude, you came in with a lot of energy there, so I don't know if I can match <laughs> it like that. Um, dude, I, I tried to buy a new car today, and it went rough what um, yeah yeah so like i uh i have like this six-year-old i have this 2015 nissan Sentra. Mm-hmm. i bought it when i was 22 right i okay. put no money down fresh out of college i have nothing they give me like a six-year you know oh, payment yeah. like they, they took me through the ringer because it's yep. to be expected so yep. i finally pay off the thing you know i'm looking at like the kelly blue book value it's worth like almost half of what i you know paid over the six-year life lifespan yeah but uh i don't know if it's the same in canada i have to assume it is you can't find like new cars that you want right now
2: uh, it's pretty difficult yeah it's pretty yeah. difficult to find cars that you want
1: Yeah. so like i was looking uh ford came out with like the new bronco do you remember obviously you remember dude, the you Bronco. you want a new bronco dude i was trying to get that right and yeah. like they only had one and it like didn't have like any of the features inside it looked okay Yeah. And, uh, like, I I would, like, have to order it. It was going to take a while. And then they only wanted to give me, like, I want to say, like, 70%, I think, of what I should have gotten. So, like, we decided against it. We drove around the city all day, like, trying to find, like, a car. Didn't work out, but I realized like I have the power in this negotiation. You know, the guy <laughs> went back. He's like, "Well, let me talk to the manager. Let me run some numbers for you." I'm like, "You're not running numbers. Like I'm the finance guy. I'll tell you the numbers right now. Like it's not gonna work." So like we we decided against it today. So I'm I'm just I'm on the lookout, you know, for a new car here over the next month or two.
2: How many days to your wedding?
1: So we are recording this this is the first time we're recording this on Saturday night instead of Sunday. Yes. So yes. 7 days by whenever you guys listen to it it'll be 5 days.
2: Let's go. So wait, next weekend are we going to have an episode?
1: We are going to have. We're going to record it on Sunday night. We're going to have the post wedding special here and it by the post wedding special it's literally going to be me talking for a few minutes about it. I'll tell you guys how it went and then you can fill me in on the new whatever comes out cuz I'm not going to have any idea cuz I Fair think enough. I think my my wife at the time I don't think it would go over well if I'm like, yeah, let me bring the PlayStation to the hotel. First <laughs> off, that would be the biggest like loser thing of all time. It's anyway, pretty rough.
2: you got to get your hunches. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like about to walk down the aisle. Like, hey, one sec, I'm, I'm playing Sapphire. Just give me a minute.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, you are busy. I am very busy this weekend. Normally, you're the one with all of the plans and stuff to do. Uh, this will be. This comes out Tuesday morning, so everyone will know by then. I'm going to Columbus. Uh, My man Stinger, the mascot for the Blue Jackets, hooked me up and I'll be in Columbus Sunday uh, night to watch the Sharks play against Columbus in a nice box. I get to meet a bunch of people from the community like Grizz and Davos and my man Nash will be there. I get to hang out with Cookie. So I'm really excited about that. But then I'm waking up uh monday morning and driving to new jersey so i'm gonna get uh meet a ton of the guys uh, that are around there including i think Henrique. so nice to be snag a picture with my man Henrique and then uh, i'll be back uh tuesday night so i have to drive back dude it's like it's like honestly i want to say like 20 hours of driving out of 72 it's gonna be tough but hey here we are that'll be uh, that'll but,
1: be rough it'll be worth it plus i mean i, I think, think you, so. you said snag a picture with with people right i yes. don't think you realize no they're snagging a picture with the face of hut they should be all the right. ones that are you know
2: okay oh uh, the face of hut meme dude if you haven't seen that on twitter guys it's uh it's one of my funnier moments on twitter but yes the face of hut all right now as the face of hut i demand we talk about this new event all right 16 yes. bit heroes event all right give me your first initial impressions of it then i'll give you mine
1: Okay, my first impressions whenever I saw who the cards were, mm-hmm. I had never been so disappointed in player choices. Like, there was z- nobody I wanted. Absolutely nobody. I was just, like, flabbergasted that it was named 16-Bit Heroes, and I understand we still have another week of it, but it wasn't really 16-Bit Heroes. It was, like, the worst players that you could think of. Am I right? So,
2: okay, here's the thing that I'm seeing is a growing trend of these events. Is that they make there is no correlation, or is very little correlation between the master sets and the actual event that's going on. Like, so don't get me wrong, the rivals one kind of made sense, McCarran and Hughes, uh, Crosby and Giroux, but then it was like Rasmus Anderson and and Yarvey, who that was like a team rivalry. But the problem is, and I know the thought process here. What what they're trying to do? They're trying to highlight and give master set items to cards that would normally not get very high overall cards because they're not as good. Like you're, if you were to do, let's say Edmonton and Calgary, Matthew Kachuk and McDavid or Drysettle are way higher potential to get team of the weeks and and, and prime times to go up in overalls. Whereas Rasmus Anderson and Arvey just don't have the same level of ability, so they give them. They highlight players from different teams that might not get the chance to really, you know, shine in in live series cards with with team of the week and and, and that kind of stuff. Here's the thing, though. They've it's too far now. Like Eric Brandstrom. Yes,
1: I I ranted for an hour on my stream about that choice.
2: Bro, okay. Ottawa, okay, there is not a lot of star power in Ottawa yet. And Eric Branstrom, sure, he is still, I would consider a prospect that is probably going to be a solid top-four defenseman in the NHL. How is it not Shabbat? He doesn't have an X-Factor. He doesn't have a ton of live series cards. And even as defenseman, it is tough for defensemen to get live series cards like the team of the Week prime times. Or even Brady Kachuk. Like, I just simply don't understand that one. And then Dallas... Okay, like, Rupe hints, not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. But you have Sagan. You have Ben. Like it's You just, also have those,
1: Pavelski, who has an X-Factor.
2: Exactly, exactly. So I just, it's lame. <laughs> and I get that, hey, we want to give cards to players that don't have that same level of ability, but master sets are what draw and hype up the game every two weeks. If you saw what happened with the fantasy event, because the fantasy event is for the hut rich. And the fact that it was two it was two weeks long, right? Yes. Yeah. When it comes out in week one and you get that, oh, my God, a new event, what's happened? And then it's really hype for one day, and then it's like, oh, my God, we've got two weeks of this. And it just drags, man. Because, you know, there's not a lot to do in HUD. So it just drags. We're waiting for the next event, new cards to chase. And a couple things happened here. One, the Masters, the, other than Kaprizov, who I think is a fine choice, but it makes no sense. Like... 16-bit heroes what's the first thing
1: you think of yo dude he wasn't even alive whenever the 16-bit it, games were out right it,
2: exactly how is it not like i remember last year they did the past me present thing like how is it not like instead of grubauer it's like mike richter
1: yeah or, and like, i was thinking in, like if you went with ottawa like wade redden did he play in the yeah. NHL on the mid for in the mid 90s i almost said mid 40s maybe late
2: maybe late 90s <laughs> yeah, but, but even yeah he that, definitely at least played in the it 90s. somewhat
1: ties in at least yes. it's somewhat like there are people, there are players, they have the rights to all of these icons, mm-hmm. and you don't use them for the first, you know, half of this event. Now, I'm, I have to assume that the next, there's four more that we're waiting on? Three more, I think. Oh, three more, okay. Yeah. It would have to be players from the 90s, right? I hope it's
2: bangers. Like, I, <laughs> they. I mean, I think they hope it is. Like, I hope that they are really, really either good cards for the game, like in-game, because... Here's the issue, guys. Eve, let's take away the fact that you know they chose Brandstrom, Hinson, and whatever, and it doesn't really tie to the event with Caprizov and Grubauer. Take that away. like they are, Because the one thing— Okay, let's celebrate Ws. We, have, we make a stance to when they do something right, we have to celebrate the Ws yes. as much as we harp on the Ls. They listen to us, and they made the same event style. So people that are free to play can get in on the event if they want to, and they can upgrade at their own pace. Big time W. Love that. I love that they didn't go back to what it was with like the or or the Superstar Origins event where it was a lot like last year where you had Superstar
1: Borigins you know, more like yeah. it. Okay. Right? All right. <laughs>
2: okay. But yeah, they didn't go back to that. They did the they did the great method of for new for free-to-play players with what they did with under 22 So that's awesome that they didn't mm-hmm. change and that's what it is. It's still capped at 92. So b- because it's capped at 92. We're again, we, we, we spent a lot of the time talking that, like, you don't want to invest in too many of these. Well, you did, but I think that's because you're hut rich and you wanted to try out new cards. But we also, I also asked you, how many of these do you think are on your team come GWC? And you said none of them. Yep. And I think that, that so now that we have that idea of these 92s, we just got two more weeks of it. So it's like a month of cards that will be replaced by early February. So that's the main issue. I think Branstrom's great right now. He's so fast, but he's only 5'10". And he, but he's got good body checking. He's like a left-handed Kael McCarr. I think there is use for that. I think that once Victor Hedman gets a 91 overall skating, it's a GG to Eric Branstrom. I think that Rupe hints he's got, I mean, he's just Dylan Cousins, Doc, Byfield, Super or X-Factor Matthews, X-Factor Dreisaitl. So there's no separation. It's the exact same. And, and cap resolves x-factor got distributor so his x-factor is just miles above his his master set i uh, did you see that x-factor
1: i did not i did oh, i i did a lot of people i don't know came if you have my console
2: st- on but it, this I thing did, is I nasty don't. this he is the first his,
1: time i haven't had my console on for this <laughs>
2: he's got his third synergy and it was and he gave him distributor and he's one of the best left-handers so right what's now. his speed
1: now like 95 or something 94 i think 94 all, okay yeah But
2: his shot's basically maxed. But when you compare the Master Set to Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes is better. So I think that overall the event, again, the style of it, phenomenal that they they listened to us and that they kept it the same style because for free-to-play players, it's invaluable. You can upgrade at your own pace. But for anyone that's out there being like, I have three of them. Should I – do I have to get another one? But careful. Three of them will cost you a milli. So – yeah like I, I personally like it's I, I'm tough in to like
1: go. I'm in like complete agreement about the format right and i I mentioned mm-hmm. that before whenever I was streaming. It's like they they kept the same format, and this is great um mm-hmm. because it's what we wanted to see. It was just like yeah. no the innovation. event the event name does not tie into the master set players at all there are at a couple all. there are a couple of the um event like the the players you can pull like the non MSPs that tie yeah, like, in like, like Cam Neely and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, there was like a weird one. Uh, who was the wild Nicholas Backstrom? Like that was yeah. that was kind of a strange one. Like, like yeah. I said, they yeah. have access to all of these icons, and they, there's not like a Mark Messier. Like I understand he has a power up icon, but like an MSP Messier would make sense. But like maybe the people that don't have power up icons that played in the '90s would make so much more sense. Um,
2: I agree. So, like, Ronick, you got to put Ronick in there. Like, it, there's just a, yeah. a ton of options, man. Like, I, 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 the card art's incredible. Like.
1: So, there is one more complaint I've been seeing, though, and I, I think you and I share the same opinion. Um, it's with this, the new structure where, you know, you pull the MSPs and they're 86 overall. I feel like if you pull them in packs, they should Sucks. be a 92 overall yep. because it, it's yep. ruined, it's ruined packs completely, right? Yeah. Because there's nothing to pull now. Mm-hmm. Unless you get lucky and pull, like, a Lemieux or a yep. Gretzky or something. Because I, I think in a lot of the packs, um, if you do, like, the 80-plus overall player packs, like the ultimate packs and stuff, you can't pull X-Factors. Is that correct? Uh,
2: yes, I believe so.
1: So, like, now whenever you have those premium packs, there's not really anything valuable to pull in them. So they they have to make that adjustment to where if you do pull an MSP in a pack, maybe it's not 92, but maybe it's at least 90 or something, Right.
2: Yeah, I mean like that could be that could be an option. Um it's like uh, shout out to Flash Davin because he was the one I think that tweeted at me about this and I'm in total agreement with you. Like they need to be able you need to be able to pull the 92 because in all the other events like you could pull the 91 Matthews instead of having to make them, mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yeah, they didn't like, make you pull the 86 and then upgrade him.
2: Yeah, exactly. So like I I don't know I don't know why you can't do the 92. I I 100% agree with it cuz like the only thing is that I could see is that maybe the tech of the card would be like, I don't know if they could have cards that don't refund because technically the 92 is the final tier. It's not a separate card. I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. So, so I
1: guess in this scenario, it wouldn't look as clean in the interface, but if they had to make like a separate 92 overall version of that card that was non-refundable, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And if that's a solution that they have to do, I like, maybe it doesn't look as clean on like, you know, whenever you look at the sets and stuff. But at least it's something there that fixes that one. So, like, I, I do agree. You know, they've made a huge uh, amount of progress in how these events are done. Um, yep. But there's still improvements, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I think that, again, this is a, it's a W that they're still doing this style event. I just, there are obviously some improvements. And uh, yeah, like I said, being able to pull the 92 would be great. I think that's huge. And just let them keep upgrading. So, mm-hmm. um, let's move on. Uh, glitch goals because you found one that uh, if anyone that's listening hasn't seen it, there's a goal that you found in pra- in the lab that we as we call it. Uh, and so walk us through that and uh, how you found it and what your process is to find these kind of things and the people that should be focusing
1: on. It. Yeah. So, um, so one thing I do want to mention if people aren't aren't aware, like obviously both of us are in the game changer program. Yep. Um, a lot of what I focus on at least in that is like whenever we get to test the game out early. Is sending over goals to Ben Ross so they can be patched early. Yes. So I, I, I think um, whenever I posted that goal, there was a lot of like negative uh, reaction. You're uh, always t- going to
2: get that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and you're always going to get that. You can't please everybody. That's that's something mm-hmm. I've learned, right? So mm-hmm. I, I hope people do realize that overall, like if I wasn't in there, not saying I found them all because clearly I didn't because Geimer came through the off the We're top. We're talk rope about that one. Yeah, We're right. So clearly I can't find them all. Um, But there were, like, five to seven I I sent to Ben Ross where if those weren't, like, found pre-release, we might not have had as good of an experience whenever the game came out, right? So um, with that out of the way, right, I'm getting some of that PR, some of those PR comments out of the (laughs) way, you know? Um, I don't know. It's, like, so I, I enjoy practice mode, right? I enjoy, like, trying to shoot from different angles, finding what works on the goalie, and that's been a lot of my process, Um, And even then, early on, uh, some of my video game backgrounds coming from like the competitive Madden community, right? And that's all about the lab, right? That's all.
2: That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I think people have this, depending on how you grew up and how you played video games, people have this varying opinion on glitch goals, right? Yeah. So my early experience with like hockey games is playing against my older cousin. Um, And that was like the NHL of like the 90s, like mid to late 90s. And I remember there was, like, this goal where, like, you skate across the front of the net and you just take a slap shot and it went in. So, like, just from, like, that early on, like, I've always found those as, like, fun things to do in a game and not necessarily looking to play, like, a sim style. Like, I've always treated it as, like, a video game that's meant to be fun. Um, So, I I posted this goal. I found this goal because I saw you take a shot from the corner. And this, you literally inspired me to, like, go into practice mode because you had taken, like, a backhand from the corner Um, and the goalie like stood up, but like got off the post a little bit. And like, I I sent you a text. I was like, Hey, did you mean to do that? And you're like, I'm literally (laughs) just shooting the puck. So I, so I went in the practice mode after with like Crosby because he has like the backhand beauty. Yeah. And I start just like firing pucks from the corner of the boards in the offensive zone. And I noticed like all, like they were hitting off the back of the goalie's head and going in. And then I tried it with wrist shots. And like, it's literally, if you shoot the puck, as soon as you cross the red line, the goalie would come off the post and it hits off their back. So I posted it on YouTube, and I think it goes in like maybe like 30% of the time. Uh, EA likely has a fix for this. And then literally a day later, uh, if you want to fill people in on the geimer, because you've been way more successful at it than I have.
2: Yeah. Another thing is, how fast was Ben in your DMs after you posted that video?
1: Guys, I posted this video live (laughs) at noon, Okay. Uh, ben, I'm sorry for saying this, but I get a message from Ben Ross asking me if I posted <laughs> it in the gameplay thing of our Discord. And I was like, hey guys, I I told him I was like, I was gonna post it, you know, but I I posted it on my YouTube channel first. You know, I have to do the, the self promo first.
2: Absolutely. Ben so, was
1: instant. Ben, I oh, felt yeah, so swear. bad.
2: It's a thing. So like guys, here is the other cause I'll explain. I've been a YouTuber longer. I've done these kinds of videos in the past, and the reason why people hate them is one, it's the majority of the people that watch YouTube videos aren't, like, the top 1%. They're the, one, they're the 1% of the competitive player base that would use these and are looking for any way to win, right? There's a That's actually a small selection of the player base. The majority of the player base wants to play a game that mimics hockey as close as they can or at least find some enjoyment in it. When you get scored on by a goal that you have no ability to control because your goaltender's AI, it's extremely frustrating. I get that. Here is the thing. When it comes to glitch goals that require some heavy mechanics. So like there were some goals last year, like the rap and whatnot, where you had to time things perfectly, do a certain move. I'm all for those because that requires skill. And that was really what was the skill gap. Like if you go up into, get to, uh, at a certain point, got to division one, the thing that got you from division one to top 100 was your ability to pull these goals off. Not all the time, but in very specific situations, because one goal usually is the separation between winning and losing. So the 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 other thing to remember is that when you when we show you guys these goals, we also show you how to defend it. I played a guy on my stream. I'm not I'm not lying. It was Hut Champs. I'm just going for my eleven wins. That's it as I normally do. And I'm realizing that by the third period, he's taken like four shots from the corner. And I'm like, this guy is trying to do the Kesso. Are
1: you serious? <laughs> I
2: did, I kid you not, man. Because I, I didn't, I was, again, just shooting on net, whatever. But this guy wasn't shooting low off the pads. He was trying to shoot it, and in my goalie was catching it. And I'm like, this guy is trying to do my co-host goal. So you know what I did? I ended him with a Geimer. Now, if you don't know who Geimer is, maybe you don't know. He's a younger guy in the community. He really started to become a better player last year. Shout out to him. And he released a video saying, here is this glitch goal that is disgusting.
1: And it's game-breaking. That's what he I, said. It is,
2: it is. I will 100% agree that it is game-breaking because goals like this require no skill other than being in the position to get into to actually get it set up. And the place where you get it set up is where you live in this game. So if you haven't seen it, I don't want to show people to go see it, but I mean, I'll give Geimer a shout out. Go and YouTube Geimer NHL, G-E-I-M-E-R NHL, and you can find it if you want. And if you're listening to the podcast, well, then you're probably going to win a lot more James games. Because what you do is you hold the backhand, and basically when you are when when you get the puck on the trapezoid line, you just shoot. You don't aim. You just take a backhand shot from behind the net, and it bounces off the goalie, I would say, 80% of the time and in the net. And I am going to keep doing this on stream in front of hundreds of people until EA patches this. Because this is one that I do not agree with. Because this requires no skill, no extreme knowledge and understanding of the mechanics. It is simply just get behind the net and backhand for, off the back like it is it's not good and the problem is that everyone runs behind the net so yeah th- i will say this if you're getting skill zoned it ends the skill zone there will be no skill zoning for the next three weeks of the game until this is fixed and hopefully it's fixed sooner than later but who knows but this is something you're gonna have to address very quickly because after about a month and us probably telling people and it's not helping but it you have to be aware of this because people are going to do this to you. You have to play. If a guy is going behind the net on the backhand, you cannot sit in the middle and you have to attack him behind the net, which is going to make you play some manual defense. And it's tough because that could leave the guy open out in front. And it's a whole big mess. But anyways, so we found some glitch goals, that's tough pretty big l but uh they exist and now you just got to be aware i mean defend them yeah. because again you will you know uh, when i was playing the guy that was trying to do your goal i just did not let him shoot at near the yeah end of the so third period.
1: so that's the interesting thing i find about the geimer goal though right so like yep there's not a lot of skill in doing it but there's a hundred percent skill on the defense in defending mm-hmm. it right so like yep um i don't it's know It's very much... easy to eliminate it's very it easy to eliminate it is yeah. right so like it forces people to play defense i actually have no issue with the geimer goal even though how easy it is to do because like as i mentioned before like how i grew up playing like the games online and competitively mm-hmm. right um i don't know how many listeners we have that played like nhl 08 online right so that's mm-hmm. that's might not be a lot of people but there were goals in that game where like if you just got to the corner of the offensive zone like it was a goal like yeah. the, the glitch goals in those games were so outrageous that they were way more effective than like this Geimer mm-hmm. goal. But you could still play manual defense on these people when it was 100% Twitch-like thumb skill related to yeah. defend it. Um, so I... I, I the, the only downfall
2: I have with this one, this one specifically, is that I have a feeling that every game you're going to get two guys that find this goal and they're not going to add it to their repertoire and be like okay uh, this is a time i should use it because he's skill zoning whatever it's going to be the entire you're gonna see games and clips on reddit where two guys are spending the entire (laughs) game just on the backhand behind the net i guarantee and that ruins the game that's why
1: they're gonna be blaming the game so like so the games are gonna be like 11 to 10 right yeah and they're gonna be like we've only scored this way but like neither of them are gonna play defense
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. You know. 100%. Or you're going to get the guy, instead of meeting them and taking your opposite defenseman and, and cutting them off, you're going to get the guy that's going to just follow him behind the nets and now it's yeah. wide open in front. Exactly. It's going to teach you to play manual defense
1: behind the net. And, and more people need to do that. You know that? I agree. I agree. full of hard knocks. Yes.
2: Speaking of playing defense and uh, skill zoning, I had uh, an interesting stream on Friday. Anyone that's on Reddit, was, there's was a lot of posts on Reddit. Shout out to all the people that... Uh, drove people to Reddit. I know we're we're like a Reddit podcast now. This is just where we post. All of our questions are from Reddit. So shout out to the Reddit people for allowing us to live here for the last few episodes. But I saw a lot of people on Reddit posting and getting traffic to the channel. I think I had like 1,300 viewers for this talk. And of course, I bring on Josh Fearless who falls asleep and sleeps through the whole thing. But... Nonetheless, uh, we couldn't have you on, we wanted you on, Uh, but I was basically asked the night before to, hey, would you want to talk with Ben Ross, the head gameplay developer for NHL, and do like a community discussion about gameplay, and I was like, yep, sure, sign me up. We had like 1,300 people in there, and it was the first time I think EA's ever done anything like, EA NHL has done anything like this, like in the last like seven or eight years, I think. So, uh, super honored to get to do that, and it was really fun. I tried to ask some hard-hitting questions. I know a lot of people were like, bro, you gave him softballs and he talked around everything. You got to remember, guys, like he can't come on there and be like, yeah, I think the game is shit. (laughs) You know, like he, that, that, but imagine you had to go and publicly talk about your role and your product and, you know, you have bosses. It's not like he owns EA, right? Like he he can't have that. So I thought he did a great job of handling uh, some of the questions I asked him. One of them was about the skill zone and what he thinks about, you know, the skill zone and things like that. And uh, he he kind of, like, enjoys the fact that if people want to sit in the middle, like, it, it forces – the interesting thing he brought up with the skill zone is that the people that complain about people skill zoning them, and for anyone that doesn't know what the skill zone is, is basically taking one of your forwards, sitting in the middle of the ice, not moving and allowing your – and just having your defense pressure, okay? And he brought up a good point that, like, the people that – that argue and 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 you know complain about getting skill zone it's because they're not really adjusting and they're just trying to do the same thing that they do normally the whole time they're not adapting to it and i i kind of agree like if you're just trying to force a pass through and someone's sitting there you're not going to win and um so i did think that was interesting and if you've seen this geimer goal <laughs> you don't have, to, have <laughs> to worry about getting skill zoned ever again let me tell you bro. if they give you time and space behind the net it's a gg but the other some of the other topics that he uh, brought up um again i have a video guys on my youtube channel the whole hour-long discussion but um one of the other things that i don't think anyone knew was the player selecting the guy in front did you
1: know about this dude i had no idea and same, anybody same. listen listen i yeah. saw some people in the chat saying oh yeah you guys didn't know you guys didn't know that nobody no knew shot. that don't lie no Grin. Shot. Grin. don't lie, so, Grin's <laughs> like, bro, they finally
2: farmed out. Like, no shot. Okay, so yeah. for anyone that doesn't know and didn't listen to it, if you hold down R2 when defending the rush, a, a more common, knowledgeable thing, when you hold down R2, you will select the last player back. You don't have to aim it. You will just, if you hold down R2 and then release off the rush, you will select your furthest player back, which is big, making sure you don't get caught out of position. But what happens in the defensive zone, if you hold down R2, let's say the puck is at the point or down low in the corner, and you're kind of caught and you want to make sure that the backdoor pass is covered, if you hold down R2 and click in on the right stick, you will auto-select the closest player to the front of the net, which is huge because if you ever are pressuring a guy that is just circling in the corner... And you notice, and you, half the time when they're doing that, they're not watching the player that's, yeah, that you're controlling. They're watching them, waiting for the guy to get open because he's battling your computer. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the same thing. So, like, you're both just kind of circling around each other as you watch the middle of the net being like, oh, I hope it doesn't get open. Now, if you just hold down R2 and click in R3, you'll automatically select that guy, and you can pick off pass, it passes a lot easier. So that was one of the biggest takeaways was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that was a thing. But um, I thought it was really cool of him. I hope that we get to do more. Um, again, it was just, and also, shout out to Clappy. He is the one that set this up, guys. Um, so I know he gets harped on a lot for not really being active in the community. He, he sets up and does a lot of things behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see, and he doesn't, he's not gonna be like, hey, I did all these things, because it's not his job to, like, you know, puff himself up and make himself known that he's doing things. Like, this was something, he came to me and said, hey, would you do this? I said, yep, absolutely, and, uh, I really appreciate all the deep dives uh, all those hour-long videos, those longer videos, that was all him. So, I got to give him props. Again, I, I, I think that not just him, but anyone in the community from the developer team or, or from EA NHL, they need to be more transparent and open in social media. And, on. And um, you know, I think Nicholas last year and, and some EA Hawk is another one. They're pretty active on Reddit talking about HUT content, things like that. More of that. I just want more of that. And I had a blast talking with Ben for an hour, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, I... I didn't have a long time to prepare, so I asked as many tough questions as I could, and uh, I think it went really well. So, uh, yeah, you, I'm assuming you thought the same thing,
1: yeah, I thought it went really great. Um, there were some things like
2: he definitely talked I, around some he, things. Like he I, I did, asked but he things, didn't, I knew though. I knew that I couldn't. There was some questions where he didn't say anything, but he said a lot. You he, know what
1: I mean, I, I get that, but like you said, he kind of has to, right? But he mm-hmm. would, although he did that. He also came out, There is, I forget what the question was, I think it was related to some of the clips that, that people sent in, yeah. um, and he's like, unfortunately, some of those are bugs, right? So he yeah. came out and said that, and I think that's important, because it's like, no matter what, no game is perfect. There's bugs in every single yeah. game, right? And he went over the repro process that they have to do, where it's, like, it's very hard internally to try to reproduce some of these that's, instances, because yeah. it's like, think about how many online games are played a day on NHL. I know it's not the biggest game, right? But there's thousands played every single day. And obviously there's going to be probably five to 10 clips that are sent to him every single day where it's like out of these thousands of games that are played, there's these crazy things that happen that you see. And it's like, how do you reproduce that internally whenever it's literally caused by like maybe one errant like frame per second um, where the puck like clipped through a pad? Right. Mm -hmm. So at least he came out and he acknowledged like, yeah, unfortunately, there are some bugs. I like that. uh, that my, My favorite part by the way, was him, in the nicest way possible, telling people to adjust. <laughs> yeah. That was the best thing there, because uh, I, I know Grun was in the chat, and me and him were just laughing about that while we were watching it, because it's like, you know, people people play the game, they play the way that they expect that they, they should win, right? And yeah. if, if they're like, you know, well, this worked for me the past five years, why doesn't it work this year, you know? Like, yeah. instead of complaining every single time... Maybe if you adjust it a little bit, maybe you'd win another game or two, right?
2: He, it hit home because, bro, I've been pretty, I've been pretty adamant. This is the worst I've been at NHL over the last like ten years, probably. And I say this when I complain about the game that there is something that I'm not grasping, and eventually, I know I'm smart enough at the game and I play it enough that something will click, and I will realize what I'm doing and I will see what I'm doing wrong, but I'm not and. I think that because this game is so different than Twenty One, memes aside, this is not Twenty One. It is very different. It's very sim based in comparisons to the other games. And yeah, I, I think that him saying, "If you guys just changed, if you just tried some other stuff, you might <laughs> you might win more." And I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was great. And I think um, the fact that he did this is great. I would like to see more of these in the future. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know how how periodic they should do these. Right? Um, I think one every time there's a patch yeah yeah maybe every single yeah. time there's a patch right and maybe not even something like this but a video like detailing some of the changes right because we don't even get yep. that that was something that we got years ago with uh when david litman was the i want to say he was the producer on the game we yeah. got those like kind of videos where he would literally like have like a camcorder in his office and he'd it be like bad, hey guys yeah. Liddy, check in here Liddy, Liddy, check it in here and he would show like some like in-game examples yeah. um so that would be pretty cool um and i would also like to see uh the moderators on your channel did a really good job. Shout out to CJ and whoever else. Oh,
2: it was a mess.
1: Yes. Like, okay, first off, I I, I don't understand how the people that play this game so much, um, they've been asking for something like this, and then they come in and just complain or act like a five-year-old. Yeah. If you guys game care. Game is
2: shit. Make a better yeah. game. It's like, okay, why is it shit? What don't you like about it? What would you like to see? Fi- like, guys, this is... For a lot of the reasons why people ask, like, how do you become a game changer? We just speak in a manner that isn't like, hey, your game is trash, fix it. We're like, hey, these are the issues that we see. Uh, I would love to test or try out and help fix this. And yeah, guys, like, if you just complain about it and you don't give it... I understand, like, I've complained a lot about 22. I think it's one of the worst. And (laughs) because it feels clunky and I, I just don't enjoy it. But i give reasons as to why i don't like it so you 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 can't just if you don't like the game i'm stunned you're in the chat
1: (laughs) yeah right you're taking time out of your day friday afternoon you probably don't have anywhere to go if you're doing that so i get why you're in there but still you care about the game yeah you care about the game enough to go into a chat like that from to watch a a gameplay producer talk about the game so just act somewhat respectful
2: Yeah, and, like, I'm not saying don't be critical of it. Guys, I wish you could see some of the Game Changer uh, chats because a lot of the time we are not happy. Like, chats very rarely go, wow, this is amazing, we like it. It is often, yo, this is not good. We don't, like." you know what I mean? Like, and then we battle yeah. back and forth as to yeah, why there was a time i literally before.
1: i had to I, I apologized to someone like i want to say it was like three to four weeks ago one of the gameplay de- or not gameplay one of the producers yeah. on the game or whoever developers on the game because I, I stepped out of line like even though i still remain somewhat respectful i yeah. felt like i stepped out of line and for me to do that like clearly we we explain or show our opinions on. are passionate we're passionate
2: yeah Yeah, we're passionate sometimes it comes up way more meaner ruder than we intend it to but yeah it is not all sunshine and rainbows and us just kissing EA's ass it is not that so um you know again but i I, yeah chat was a it was like the a lot of it was like the twitter feed of like when when ea tweets yep (laughs) and And i find that that that's probably
1: what it was right that was probably like people saw that that the ea sports account tweeted that out but don't get me hand wrong, hand.
2: if you don't enjoy something about what he said and disagree, that's fine, and explain why, right? But the guy we're talking about the guys that literally said, your game shit, your ass, how do you have a job, like that, like,
1: that does He, has a, he like, has a better job than you. Yeah, you're
2: downloading, <laughs> you're just downloading your problems, like that's it, so. Uh, but that aside, we have a lengthy list of questions, and I want to spend a large portion of today's episode answering some of them because you guys on reddit have been giving us really detailed questions and we appreciate it because uh that gives us a lot of stuff to talk about and it allows us to uh post on reddit hopefully so yeah <laughs> yeah uh why don't you uh grab one and we'll just we'll rifle through these
1: hey i'm gonna start uh with t- with the top one i'm sorting by the best right so whatever okay. the most upvoted were um and this one's uh definitely on topic so why is the communication between ea and the community worse this year than ever before so I, I think they've made some improvements Wait, based read on... The whole, read the whole thing. Okay, whole thing. I'll read the whole thing. Whose yeah. idea was it to split an already small player base into four separate markets? Why in almost 2022 don't we have cross-play in NHL? So we have three questions in there. Yeah. So let's start with the communication between EA and the community worse this year than ever before. I'm going to start this one off. Um, I don't think it's worse than ever before. I definitely think improvements can be made. Um, I think last year and maybe the year before, it was definitely worse. This year we had, no, uh, what's that?
2: No patches last year. Yeah, and yes. no That was, like, last year was silence.
1: Yeah, but so so this year we did have the deep dive videos yeah. um, prior to release. Um, that's something that I think NBA 2K didn't do. Uh, they actually yeah. didn't even release anything prior to the game. Madden made a lot of false promises, right? At least right now it oh seems like God, NHL. Oh, my God, franchise stuff? Yeah, so it seems like NHL oh. just said roster sharing will be in the game uh, in a few days. So yeah. I, I think that they've made improvements, and I think also Ben Ross going on stream.
2: Yeah, this was four days it. ago, so like mine yeah. was.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, but so so I, I think it's improved. I think there's improvements that still need to be made.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: You agree with that?
2: Yeah, I agree. with That there there needs to be a lot more. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's last year. It could not have been worse than last year. So last year was zero, and it was that was it. This year, at least, there's. And you got to remember whenever they post guys I don't know they can't even have an interaction and that's their fault for releasing inferior products that we don't enjoy over the top you know for years so it's or it's deserved for some of it but if you go through that thread it is comedy there is nothing constructive about when they post no matter what it is it'll no. be just it's just a you know like a just a death valley of like just like we hate you like that's basically what they <laughs> yeah it's up. like
1: that and maybe minor death threats
2: yeah exactly <laughs> so i yeah it's tough for them but yes i agree it does need to be better
1: yeah so whose idea was it to split up an already small player base in the four separate market sleeves
2: uh that was uh ea as a conglomerate and it is absolutely disturbing that in 2021 they didn't realize that was a main focus so This isn't an EA NHL thing. This is EA Sports did not invest in making their games cross-console and cross-gen. Whereas we saw with MLB, which is the first game to ever, first sports game to ever do it. It had a lot of issues in the beginning, but it was enough. They got through it and it worked fine. EA as a whole, not making it in 2022 when all of their other games are cross, there is no excuse. And that was one of the things I was hardest on. And the problem is, is that NHL only, only UFC has it harder, has it harder, because it's even smaller. But Madden and FIFA can get away with it because their player base is worldwide. NHL is much smaller. So when you separate the four, it's awful. This is not an EA NHL thing. This was EA as a whole. And I pray to God that EA focuses cross console as being one of the biggest, most important things for them and they go into next year, and they get it. I will say this. I I, I tweeted about this. There was an earnings call, I want to say, in September, and on it, it was a financial guy, not a developer, stating that sports games for twenty the, the 23 lines, so Madden 23, FIFA 23, NHL 23, will be cross-console. Now, that's not a guarantee, but it it's hope. The one thing I will say is that most features like that FIFA and Madden have, so like Rivals, let's say. Rivals was in FIFA like two years before NHL was, and then NHL gets it years later. Frostbite, whatever, right? Like, it comes years later. With cross-console, I doubt, because this is like a a technology thing. Mm-hmm. I, would, th- I don't see a way in which Madden gets it and FIFA gets it and NHL doesn't. It wouldn't be, I-, I don't think so. I hope to God. But yeah, it was not something that were like, yeah, this is a smart idea. This is literally, EA did not invest in the tech to do it. And it was just horrible on EA Sports as a whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah. NHL will never be the first game no. in the EA lineup to do something that takes like a huge financial or development time mm-hmm. uh, undertaking, right? Like, so like modes I,
2: and things like that are all going to come in, in Madden yeah. and FIFA. There's a chance it'll end up in, in NHL in yeah. two years.
1: Exactly. At EA like, SHL is the only one that I can think of, mm-hmm. yep. uh, or like the team play aspect where NHL was the first one to do something. And then I think it came the year after in FIFA.
2: Yeah, and um, they do put—NHL puts most of its developmental resources into World of Shell because it is the most played mode. A lot of people think that it's just Hut they do it. It's not. That's why we haven't gotten a new mode in Hut in three years. Yep. Whereas World of Shell changes year over year. Whether you think it's good or not, if you go back and play every single game, World of Shell looks significantly different in each of those years. Whereas Hutt— <laughs> uh yeah In oh, the last one the last one why in almost 22 don't we have crossplay oh i think we
1: just yeah, yeah yeah we kind of just answered that so the next question is from uppies and uh not sure if you brought this up yet but how come the sharks are the only team without a performance-based upgrade card x factor or evo listen to a couple great pod well thank you uppies
2: i appreciate that my man uh the sharks just are not exciting <laughs> Unfortunately, they are uh, at the end of their twenty-year run where they made the playoffs every year, and that's just what happens. You look, the Red Wings are the exact same; only they won a cup. Unfortunately, the Sharks did not. But they're at a point where their best players are not good enough to be superstars. They're most of them are second liners on top-end teams, um, so it's very tough to market them. And the problem, the biggest problem that I had, and I might have caused this because I said to Nicholas last year, I'm like. No more Burns and Carlson master set players. As a Sharks fan, I'm sick of it. Hurdle, Couture, anyone else that isn't Burns or Carlson because that's all we've gotten for the last, like, four years. Um, But, yeah, there just really isn't any Sharks good enough,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, and I think the Kraken, do they have one? um, I know they don't have an X-Factor because there's a few teams without one. Um, Do they have an Evo card? They can That's right. Oh, and I have a couple. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. How could I forget about the best goal scorer in the league?
2: We broke that. We said, go get McCann's at 120K. That's Um, right. Yeah, just McCann. That's it. Sharks don't have anyone that does that. No. And part of me thinks that there is a strong possibility. So um, the next event, you have to think it's Winter National. Um, whether they can do it. Uh, last year we got some insight, some behind the scenes, because I I was pretty critical of the master sets. It, we got like Mary and Gabrick for like the fifteenth time, and I I remember being like an NHL twenty one, like why it's the third year Winter National or second year Winter National. We're just like why is this it? And the reason was they don't have rights to international players, guys. So the the master set art from those events, if you go back and look, is from the one World Cup the NHL put on. So the master set items and card art they had was from that one event. So we're at a that was like twenty sixteen I think or twenty seventeen. Maybe 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 not, maybe twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. But it was years ago and now we're at a point where like if you use those guys it's like either they're not in the league <laughs> or like Marion Hosa or or it's just they've been done a million times. So I don't know like I, I would be stunned. It would be huge if they got the rights to the IHF, but I would I don't see that ever happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's say it's like Winter National, and they find a way to, to highlight, because they just did it with the Finnish you know, team for Team of the Week and stuff. I could see Timo O'Meyer getting one for Switzerland. He's one of the best other than Nico. He's better than Nico Heischer right now. Um, so he is the best Swiss-born player, so maybe he's getting one. So a lot of the things, guys, you have to remember is that they don't like to overload teams with, like, things, so they like to balance it out. So if you don't see a certain team getting a Master Set and it's been a while, you're more than likely getting one very soon. So I would think that the Sharks get that, but, man, yeah, like, same with Hurdle. Like, I could see Hurdle getting a Czech Republic one, um, and, but, like, yeah, it sucks that the Sharks don't have one, but, yeah, they're just not that good anymore, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. hmm <laughs> So the next question, bagel pizza party, bagel love you. Mm. Um, so if you were Queso, could change around the low overall power up icons and alumni, what would you do to make them more desirable and usable? So I do, for me, it would be, um, and it's not necessarily changing the cards themselves, but it's just making lower overall cards more desirable throughout the year. Um, and that's either a BR mode or a salary cap mode within HUT to yep. where you're not hampered by using uh, an 81 overall Tyler Kennedy, right? So, like, if there was a salary cap mode in Hut where you can only have, like, a certain range of overalls, um, you'd be more inclined to use those players throughout the year, yeah, right? Yeah, because at
2: 79 overall, 79 overall goal player, some of these icons have, like, 90 shooting on them. Yeah, like and ran- they'd be like, really yeah. weird
1: cards that you would love yeah. to have on your third line, right?
2: Yeah if you had to use 80 or 79 overall yeah and
1: then if there's like a br mode right so maybe one of the weeks is like they just have a draft of like icon players right there's so many of them in the game um so that would be a fun way to incorporate them and use them Um, one thing i also do want to add just to that is that i'm glad that this year and i've said it before i'm glad that there's less of an emphasis on these icon players just because i got extremely bored the last three or four yes. plus years yeah i think uh, it's almost
2: swung too yeah. far but yeah it, it
1: has right but it's kind of nice just to play against active players in the nhl i agree like, i remember
2: i have a i have a picture from nhl 19 and uh it was my it was like my first year really doing hut content like i had been streaming and making content for like eight, from nhl 17 and 18 but like really focusing on hut so i'd spent a lot of money made my team the best it possibly could i didn't have one active player and it was november
1: and that's boring to me. And it it's like, was awful. Yeah. I remember
2: having this picture and like, this is just, this sucks. I remember it was one of my first years as a game changer, too, being like, guys, this is this is not it. And I think NHL 19 was the year where you got one every month yeah, for free for logging in. But the other thing I want to say about the, so anyone that doesn't know what BR is, the battle royale mode in uh, draft champs in MLB, it's essentially what it is. But the one thing that would make them more viable all the time, and this happens in MLB for people that really min max on br or draft champs is the parallel system for anyone that doesn't know what that is an mlb if you the more you play with a player and succeed with them so let's say you have a player that's 75 overall and you hit home runs with him, or you you know you do a lot and you put him in your lineup and he gets he gets experience and he can actually go up overalls a capped at level five you can parallel five every card in the game and what seems dumb to do that with like a 75 overall one, but you can use that card if he comes up in your draft, and the parallel, if you have that card paralleled, it keeps those stats. So oh, I like, didn't know
1: that. That's actually Yeah, really cool. so
2: like that's why you'll see a lot of guys really like offline grind Jorge Soler's card that's like a 71 overall bronze because he's a BR demon, because there's a bronze portion of the draft, and he comes up a lot. And mm-hmm. if that card is there... And you get him, you would now have, like, a 76 overall Jorge Soler. So that would be where I would love to see it. Because outside of that, if you made those cards, like, let's... Dan Boyle. Okay, if you made Dan Boyle as good as... Let's say not at his peak, because he could be a master set at his peak. But let's say he can average, he's like an 83 overall. Then all the 83... over, He's he's competing now, the, the 83 overall current players are now competing with him. Yeah. Then it's too much. Like, it's just too much. So they're in there as fan service so that players that want to play offline or play with their favorite players they can technically but i've said this a lot that you need to find a way to make it viable and i think br and draft champs might be the only way
1: yeah that is the only way because i mean i would love realistically i would love to recreate uh one of my favorite lines of all time in penguins history is the uh jordan stall matt cook tyler kennedy line right i don't think i don't think matt cook's in there but i know kennedy and Stahl, Stahl are in the game right that would be fun yep. to use but there's like You know Tyler Kennedy's in like the '70s, I think. Like there's, and he's like five foot ten. Ex shark legend. Oh, he was on the Sharks
2: for a minute. Yeah,
1: for a minute. Okay, I didn't even realize that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I hope there's you know some things added in the future years that I guess they just have to copy from MLB to. make it usable
2: they can find ways to to innovate but at a certain point in the industry if something is working so well for a game for the love of god just do it you had draft (laughs) champs call it draft champs don't call it battle royale or br mode just do draft champs again yeah and have
1: good rewards and put effort into it it. that is it yeah um how the hell do i say this name oh let's go paiska i don't my bad paiska (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm a newer player here and only have a few hours a week to play. What are the best time investments to build a decent team? So right, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna start. I know you have a yeah. better answer than me. No. Uh, if you have it only a few hours a week to play, I almost don't even recommend playing Ultimate Team unless unless you really <laughs> want to, right? Because yeah, like yeah. like so, play versus play versus if you want to play against people online, right? Also, roster sharing's coming out. If I if I only had a few hours a week to play, like I would totally be downloading like Toogie, uh, whoever I don't yeah. know the uh, the offline content guys as well, right? But there's going to be a yeah. lot of great people that put uh, rosters able that you're able to download and use in franchise mode. I would be playing that. That's what I personally would because I don't think Ultimate Team is a good thing to play if you only have a few hours a week to play.
2: I, but if I you agree. do, if
1: you do sleeves, what do you recommend?
2: All right, so if you've got let's say five hours in a week. I'm going to assume you're not a uh, an extremely good player. Like I would say that you're probably not in division 3 and above if you've only got a certain amount of time. So let's go with the on the premise that you're that you're not elite online, then you need to just play squad battles because squad battles rewards if you get elite, I believe, which just basically by playing all of your games on superstar will get you there. That's a pretty exceptional rewards for the time inv- like, oh, the problem is is that it's mind-numbingly boring um other than that like i wouldn't play some rivals and squad battles if you've only got five to six hours a week i would focus on one um and rivals it depends if you like playing people online and eventually no matter what because rivals is totally skill-based matchmaking you'll match up against your own skill level but if you don't like that then it's just it's squad battles but unfortunately there's nothing else to do in the game so it's, it's it's one of the worst parts of it so
1: yeah uh, but
2: yeah uh franchise mode when it gets roster sharing i cannot wait i actually I might wait. try that
1: out this year because like dude. i haven't i haven't played a franchise mode since before like nhl 08 um oh, dude, it's, but it's all it might I be I fun every year yeah it might but be like, fun actually
2: even up until nhl 17 when i started making content and i knew that i had to do it with the ultimate team all i did every year was dump at some point in the year i would dump like 500 hours in a franchise mode and uh, every year over the last two years, I've done or the last two years, I've done a franchise mode one series that's like thirty episodes long on YouTube, and I've loved it. And now I don't have to spend seventy-two hours doing Toogie's edits that he does so well every year, fixing EA's just gaffes. Yeah, and he just does them all, and you now you can download them. Oh god, I can't. As long as it works, oh, that's been as as
1: well. That's works. been one of the two reasons why I haven't played it is because the the base attributes the default attributes by ea mm-hmm. are just god awful and for, the, for,
2: for for just let me jump in there real quick like toogie will add in the next two years of draft classes like he'll go and create all of the kids coming up that are on junior teams that ea doesn't have like think in the system yet so and americans as well because so they don't to them
1: do you play the games or do you sim
2: uh, honestly i sim because of online content people that want to watch it I will. Wa- I will literally in like the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I will watch like the third period CPU versus CPU, and okay. if you have invested interest in it, it's hilariously entertaining.
1: Okay, that actually is, sounds it, fun because I is, I, wouldn't I put it on true broadcast.
2: Game. Yeah, I put it on true broadcast, and I let the CPU go, and it is hilarious. Especially if it's like game seven overtime. Like <laughs> yeah, it's very fun to watch.
1: Okay, that, that sounds fun. I am going to try that out when it's out. Um, so let's see. Eagle0877 asked, if you could make three major changes for NHL 23, what would they be?
2: All right, let's uh, do this in two pieces. Okay. If cross console is a thing, because if they put cross console in the game, while well, it helps with finding matches and evening out the player base more, I think that's one of the issues why a lot of people don't win as much this year is that because there's only four consoles, there's just not a lot. There's not a lot of the meat of like, you know what I mean? Like, there's top players average players the division two guys there like isn't a lot of them so it's very very hard to move up but if you have cross console in nhl and the reason why i've always said that it is the most important and it will change the franchise more than any other feature that's ever been added except for maybe the skill stick is because it then allows them to add new modes in the hockey ultimate team because now they don't have to worry about the player base being fractured, which is the main Mm. reason why we don't have, we have like three things to play in hut because they simply can't separate us anymore because we'd never find matches. So if they make cross console NHL in hut next year and they don't add modes with it, I would rather have new modes and stuff to do than it being cross console. Cross gen is something different. I think it should be cross gen at least. But anyways, let's pretend cross console is not among the three. Because that is one hundred percent. We're in agreement here. That would be.
1: That was one of my one. That was number one for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so
2: let's. Like, yeah. So after that one, let's do. What What would the other? What would your three be?
1: So, so my major one. Um, I I would like to say, and this really, this might only benefit me. Um, I would love to see a salary cap mode and, and whatever, this is the competitive, thing. Yeah, this whatever. is your Yeah. Whatever the hill whatever you're gonna the, die on. Whatever that. the competitive mode is in Ultimate Team. Please, EA, I, I really need to see some sort of restricted lineup-based salary cap. It doesn't have to be salary cap. Some restrictions in Ultimate Team for the competitive mode because mm-hmm. the game the game is, and as Ben mentioned on your stream, right, the game is tuned and designed around those base attributes, Versus, right? Yep. So, like, I, I want to see strategy in the team building. I want to see these players viable all year. I want to see an 81 Timo Meyer. Uh, maybe he's really good on your third line, right? I want to mm-hmm. see that stuff... And it has to be on the competitive game mode in Ultimate Team. So I'm gonna die on this hill. Maybe whenever I'm like 34 years old and I, you know, lose all my skill in this game, they'll finally add it. So I have something to enjoy. Yeah, you're talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> no, I, listen. You have a few more years until you're that, right? So, so uh, maybe. I will
2: say that that is the hill you were like, chat. Guys, he this is all he talks about. I, like, I, that is I, the one thing literally the game
1: changer chat. If yes. you search Queso, like there's probably 20 messages me asking them for this. Yes.
2: Yeah. Mine is uh the parallel system. I think that we I just talked about it, but when you play the game with certain cards, like let's say I I'm a sharks fan. I want to use Logan Couture. His base card's 82 overall, but I want to give myself the best chance to win, but I like that card scoring with him getting points with him just having him in your lineup gives you experience and then you upgrade overalls maybe not plus five but plus three so any card in the game it doesn't matter what it is if you succeed with it it goes up in overall rating i think that that adds a lot more grind to the game that's fun it adds the ability to use cards that you normally wouldn't be able to because they're lower overall parallels i i think that should be in not only nhl every ultimate team mode parallel system needs to be in there yep what's your number two
1: um i i think we can both agree whatever they call it because uh, we just talked about it in oh, depth draft the, the the draft champs slash yeah. br mode um yeah. there's not too much to add there that would be fun yeah. that would be great uh and That'd I mean, and my favorite thing about it is like everybody's on an even playing field. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I love about it. So yeah, that would and, be my number two.
2: Draft champs, guys, is the you're you're trying to get to in MLB. You're trying to get to 12 wins, and if you get the 12 wins, you get like Mike Trout or whatever. Jack, you'd get Mario Lemieux or Gretzky if you get the 12 wins. Just in yep. like in NHL, it would happen once, and you could make it untradeable. I don't care, but you know, like that is nuts. Um, it needs to be your substantial rewards, but. Uh, the last thing for me or the next thing for me, um, would be, I'm going to go very easy here. Leaderboard. I need to be able to see how I'm doing. And the people <laughs> yeah. that I just played, I need some sort of knowledge of what I just played and how I'm doing. I need, I need to see it. It's awful that in in 20, part of me thinks man, because playing battlefield, there's no scoreboard mid game in battlefield. So you can't point out to Timmy who's literally doing nothing and costing you. I don't want to. I don't want to go on an old man rant here, but part of me thinks that gaming now just protects bad players. Wait, wait, <laughs> like,
1: wait, wait, wait. So this is news to me. So first off, I haven't played a shooting game in a long time. Yep. Um, but I remember like the every shooting game i've ever played you press the middle button and you bring up the the huge one and then you look like oh i have eight kills in a row i'm like eight now or whatever and like you know then you call out your friend right yep he's like one one kill seven deaths and you're like what are you doing they don't have that in battlefield
2: awful so i i'm a i've been massively into halo i play it almost every night with clappy and nasher and now i'm name dropping and you can see it mid-game in halo but you can't see your overall kd Anywhere in the game, you have to use an offline website, an off-game website. Like it's nuts to me that gaming. And I don't know if that is actually it, but they are just protecting bad players. Like they don't want like the the Timmy five Thumbs to be exposed for having a 0. .47 KD. Like, it's, and they don't
1: want that in NHL without the leaderboard. No. It is really strange. So I, I I didn't think about this now completely with. In relation mm-hmm. to other video games, now, right? Yeah. They don't want people to really focus on skill, and it's weird because there's this emphasis on esports nowadays, right? And people. Oh, that's all it is. It, it's all the emphasis is, but it's internally in, in the games, I, I guess themselves. Like they're not. Maybe it's just an EA thing, but they're not really doing. That's so weird.
2: I know, man. Like, and of me, um just thinks like it's like on purpose. Like, I don't know if that's it and I feel bad because like, if you're not good at the game, that's fine. Who cares? Like, you really shouldn't. But part of me thinks that they're just protecting bad players. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's it's nuts to me because I want to see if that person was bad and cost it. Like, I need to know.
1: Yeah, you have to send them a message after. Exactly. <laughs>
2: you got to send them a message, bro. You're terrible. You're trash. That's how a lot of us <laughs> Well, they're trying up, to get man. away
1: from that, you know? That's,
2: I guess, it, man. But, like, I remember Halo 3, man. I had a lot of growing up when I did not carry my weight in that game. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's yeah, tough now.
1: I remember the uh, Gears of War 1, man. Because, like, there was oh. no private chat or private parties whenever, gear, nope. like, the first Gears came out. Those lobbies were intense. Just the screaming <laughs> <bad>. in between. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that. That was a lot of fun.
2: I would love to like the comedy of being in that while as a streamer now. Like I love it. Guys, if you ever play me and I beat you, don't ever send me a message. Not saying that I will beat you, but man, I will I will roast you. Like it, it, you will be embarrassed if you do that to a streamer because they have the poll to be like, dude, look at this dude losing his mind. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that. And yeah you just yep. Yeah.
1: so i guess yeah. we got on a tangent there but i just find it we so did. funny. i really miss those days with that yep dude the leader um, oh we band. have one more one one more change right because i think you yep. had two yeah um i'm trying to think what i would what i would add i i think for me because like i i only really care about um you know gameplay itself right So I I think just New strategies, bro. Oh, my God. How could I forget that one? New strategies. More in-depth strategies in NHL. Mark Crawford
2: told us how to use the three we have now in 2004. It's time to move on.
1: I always... So my number one uh, example whenever I think of the strategies is the fact that the Washington Capitals have been using that same exact power play setup since, like, Ovechkin got there, and I can't do that in the video game. Yep. Like, what... Like, he, yep. they've been dominating the NHL year in, year out. Why can't I set up the Capitals, like, power play in my ultimate team?
2: Yep, I agree. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Is that your number three as well? Yeah, that one's okay. mine for sure. Yeah, I, okay, we both agree there. Um, so Metro, Achilles Metro, I, I see you in the stream a lot. Yeah, um, I do. Well. Yeah, so he asked, thoughts on a forfeit slash friendly quit button? Trying to think how they can make it a way people can't exploit grant the winner max points maybe so without getting into like granting people points or whatever um because I, I think he brought that into some of his reasoning or worrying about it i i think they need to retune the rivals points but regardless of that stuff um i liked whenever they had it in the game i forget what nhl it was but there was like a there's a mutual quit but i think there was a there was a mercy i know there was a mercy role in in Madden. I don't know if it's still in the game, but if you were up twenty one or 0 and you had possession, you can offer the your opponent a, a mercy and you got the win, right? It delayed yeah. you know, no more delaying the inevitable. I would yeah. like to see that in NHL.
2: Yeah, like that I would. I can tell you right now if it's just like at the start of the game, thoughts on a friendly quit button, you that wouldn't like it, the the community loves finding ways to not have to play each other. <laughs> Among like a lot of the top end guys like, yeah. not top end, like, the the guys that uh, won't win GWC, but they're but good at c- the game. they, they care about
1: they, their hot champs record.
2: Exactly, yeah. You're, you would see that exploited a ton. However, yeah. if there's, like, a 6 nothing, and you offer your opponent, like, hey, you'll get the points for completing this in a loss, but let's end it now, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: I, I, yeah, so if, it's, if there's a forfeit, great. I think that should be in every mode. Friendly quit, I wouldn't want to see that in, like, hot no. champs or whatever the, you know, quintessential... Yeah competitive mode is i wouldn't want to see the friendly quit button i'll tell you Um, this in in mlb
2: i played it a ton this year very mlb is different when it comes to lag i didn't ever have a time where like lag was like the reason why a friendly quit was offered it was i don't want to play to grom mm -hmm. and i think that you would see a lot of that yeah yep
1: um so hammy sager has a question here What are your feelings on untradables? I feel like untradable cards have hurt the game probably worse than alts and coin farming. I said corn farming. (laughs) 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 So uh, I miss blowing up my team after a bad loss, getting a coin stack and rebuilding. Personally, I would give up the existing trade system if it means I could liquidate my team at any time and rebuild. It opens up way more team building at every level of skill and coin balance. Also, why isn't happy hour a thing anymore? This is a year they desperately need to incentivize people to play. So I'll let you start on this, sleeves. What are your thoughts on un- on tradables? And I what think that just said.
2: they protect the market more than like any any like game out there, like any ultimate team game. Like they do everything so that like there isn't a gigantic market crash, like there was in NHL eighteen with those like bronze packs and ruby cards and all that crap. Um, I MLB does it where everything's tradable except for like a card that you earn. That you've either send to your collection, or a card that's like earned via let's say we say they add a draft champs mode and you unlo- you hit twelve wins or whatever it is and you get a Mario Lemieux you shouldn't be able to sell that that's that should be a flex card you earned for winning an event like that I agree I think that for cards that you earn by doing uh, some crazy things like hut champs stuff like that shouldn't be uh, untradable. But yeah, everything everything else should be tradable. Just I don't understand. Like I don't I don't know the reasoning behind it, what EA does. But I agree that everything should be tradable.
1: Yeah, i I agree with I agree with you and Hammy, right? So I, I think they made some minor improvements here, just with the upgrade system being able yeah. to get some of the coins back. At yeah. least they took somewhat of a, a step forward because uh, last year, I mean, people just they had no assets, right? Yep. at least now maybe that first have, year yeah you
2: could make untradable master set players for cheaper and like by like the second month everyone's team was just locked
1: mm-hmm. yeah and with you were the waiting icons for sunsets and stuff. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah so i mean i agree with you hammy i want to see uh you know being able to adjust your team all the time there's so many times where it's like i i don't want my first or second line but it's these untradable msps or these x-factors it's like you're you're stuck you know what can you do mm-hmm. um so I agree. yeah another thing where they can take uh, some advice from mlb yep um so maze has a question here maze sorry to get to you so late um is it just me or is puck chopping overpowered i mean just remove the speed boost when someone does it i have lost so many races to the puck when i am ahead of the guy and just because he is puck chopping he gets to the puck before me also, is it just me that thinks that the AI never should forecheck you or chase a loose puck? <laughs> well, that's extra- because it seems like more and more layers or are- players are letting their AI chase me when I have the puck or letting them take a loose puck. Edit for grammar and spelling. So, there. Are- so, I do want to call out one player that kind of uses some of these weird things to their advantage. Um, nippin' biscuits. Has I was been about really to good. say
2: nipping in the yeah, hip check. I bro, hate like Nippin biscuits yeah. playing
1: him. So yeah. him with the hip check and the puck chop, right?
2: It looks dumb, and it is not how the game is intended. Yeah. So like, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I wonder if the puck chop is one thing that hasn't been impacted as much by the new stick physics. Um, I don't use, I, I use the puck chop, you know, every now and then, not a ton. You use some, it when you got a, when, you, when you're going to get hammered if you get the puck. Yeah, yeah, right, so... I definitely think there's some tuning that can be done with it. I don't know if it's overpowered, because there were years, Mays, um, where, like, I'm trying to think back. It was like NHL 13 or 14, where, like, on defense, like, people would, like, flip the puck or something, or even, like, a pass. People would be clicking in the the puck chop the whole game, because, like, you would puck chop everything within, like, 10 feet of you. So it's definitely gotten tuned down. There could probably be more game balance adjustments made to it. I don't think it's too overpowered, though.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think it's too... The hip check thing is super annoying. I will say this. It's a gameplay mechanic thing that that takes a skill to learn and then utilize correctly. Not everyone can do it with just... Because like, by learning it in-game, you got to go into the, like practice mode and figure it out. But it looks so dumb, and it's not intended. Yeah. So I, I want that out.
1: Yeah, I do too. And he the second part of the question what the AI should never forecheck check you or chase a loose puck, I think that's a bit extreme, right? Because I already think the AI, um, whenever they... NHL 18 was the last year, I believe, yeah. that they would make defensive actions. And by defensive actions, I mean, like, hitting you or pin, board playing pin you. Pin along, yeah,
2: pin yeah.
1: along board. Yeah, so, like, I, I think they're at a point where it forces you to take control to a certain extent. I mean, skill zoning still effective. But if they dumb them down even more... Um, it, it, the game would kind of be broken, right? Because if they wouldn't chase loose pucks, like, it would just look weird because there'd only be, like, one one defensive player moving. Like, I, I don't... Yeah. I, I think right now they're uh, at a good spot. I'll say this, man. I, I agree
2: that... So I, I don't think that it should be like that, but AIs will knock you off the puck now because of, like, the clunky stick-on-stick thing. If an AI gets close to you and you're not actively holding out a move of some kind, I find that that's one of the reasons why I find the game so clunky and annoying is that their AI will give you some sort of contact to your stick and you will lose it. Now, if you have really high overall players like with high offensive awareness, like most of the time you get it back, but it's one of my biggest complaints, but I don't know how they fix it because of the stick and physics thing being different, so.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, Last one, it looks like. Our last question, right, from N and a bunch of numbers. Yeah. So... He compliments your use of social media, your integration between multiple social media networks. Um, thank nice. you for just starting watching my channel last week. You say you love it, so thank you for the, the comments. Um, so why are 82 cards able to run with McDavid or Duchesne with wheels applied with or without the puck? I'm starting to believe that there's some kind of balancing between teams when playing HUT that EA got in trouble for with FIFA. Is there any truth to my thoughts? Um, and then he gives some uh, context on his skill um, I heard sleeves explain wheels and how it was a debuff to speed when skating with a puck, but would like understanding of the others, if you would not mind explaining. Hockey is almost like understanding fighting game frame rates. Anyways, thanks for reading and love the work you guys do every day. First off, and uh, I feel like I'm like meeting with like a spy or something, and just like the code <laughs> word. N. so so whatever you mentioned, EA did not get in trouble with anything for FIFA, right? So they patented at some point. Um, some dynamic difficulty adjustment, right? And I believe this was yep. related um, to mobile games. Um, there has been no inclusion of this in NHL. I um, can't wait
2: for them to... You're, you're going to get the
1: Reddit... I, d- I don't care. So so yeah. here is my reasoning why I am 100% confident there's no such thing as, as Ice Tilt, right? If there was, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that play this game. Yep. If there was... Um, there's a few reasons, right? I, few I can reasons. already know where you're going with this. Uh, first off, people go 20-0 every single week, right? Eki yeah. would not be Eki. Um, Gren would not the be same, Gren, Regs.
2: We would not be able to pick the final four for the GWC. Right, so there's
1: yeah. there's number one. Number two, um, if there was some kind of thing to figure out with dynamic difficulty in this game, um, there's a lot of smart people to play the game, right? Like, Junior I'm one of them. No figure, no right. offense, I'm one of them, right? Yeah. I would find, like, pens, right? Yeah, there'd be, like... You would see people running with like intentionally like uh, balanced teams to where like they have like bronze players or silver players or maybe even lower rated gold players, right? You don't see that. You see people using the best players. Um, it's just it's unfathomable to believe that this exists, um, but it's also reasonable to hockey's one of the hockey is literally the I, most random sport. I want that. Uh, so like here is where I.
2: I have like the best team you could assemble, and here's this is the thing I want to, to explain to him is why that a lot of the people will think that you know speed doesn't matter. If you very, I want you to watch your games and how many that you take a player from your own zone or just maybe above the faceoff dot, you go straight, don't move, and you don't beat your opponent that are going side by side with you, and you do not beat them. Be and I want you to go back and watch the replay on anyone where someone catches you and make sure that you're not, you don't stick handle in there or change your direction slightly because speed is only speed indicate or speed is your top. end after you've gotten up to speed and in my opinion, I think acceleration is probably more important in this game because it's so back and forth. It's very East West in this game because acceleration allows you to get up to that top speed faster. Very rarely do you get a chance where you take a player and you can go straight line enough where your top end speed is now matching their top end speed, and you'll see the separation. I'll give you an easier example. If you use base Connor McDavid at the launch of the game, you notice it, uh, and, and the and the reason is is because his is, is such a wide gap. But the problem is, is as the game goes further, progression of speed, there's more cards that come out that have high end speed, and the, your advantage is much less. But yeah, it, it there another thing is that check your energy. A lot of people just ignore the fact that their line has been out there for two minutes, right? Like, I, there are times where, you know, someone is skating six strides and you they can catch you. Very frustrating, but it's the ninth and 10th and 11th stride where you see it because of the speed stat, and I just don't think we see it enough. I wish yeah. it was more prevalent, but I think that's just why. Like, you don't see, because very rarely in the game do you get untouched straight line.
1: And I think people don't realize there's not much of a difference between a 90 speed and an 80 speed. What was if it? Isn't it like
2: 0.3 seconds?
1: It, it's something extremely small. Yeah. And here's another side to it: Imagine if like the attributes were weighted more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, 90 speed was like that. It'd be more pay to win, wouldn't it? Right? So it like if, all be it, it would all be pay to win. Um, not that the attributes don't matter because they do. They don't matter as much as. We would like to think they do play
2: with a bronze team and you won't be able to receive a pass because yeah. they're offensive passers. Like, there are it's it's drastic, but I yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I don't know that that one's always going to be a big thing for me because there's times where my Matt Duchesne gets caught by like Dougie Hamilton, but if I go back and look more often than not, it's because a he's been out there forever. Or I, you know, it was only like a seven-step stride, and he just managed to get me right before my guys at the top-end speed is all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that is it, guys. We went through all of the questions. Um, so, guys, we will have next week's episode. Kessa will be married. Uh, I'll be back from <laughs> I'll be back from uh, New Jersey and Columbus, and I'll be in Long Island at an Islanders game on Thursday. So a lot of traveling, but we'll be back. Thank you guys again. We're going to post it on Reddit, answer all the questions that we can from the Reddit post. And uh, yeah, make sure you check us out on uh, Twitter as well. Thank you guys again for listening, and we will see you next week.